Welcome in everyone to Scoop Du Jour. I'm Jordan Black. One of the challenges for me with switching from traditional sports journalism to hosting this side passion project, my podcast has been trying to insert moments of myself after learning for so long to really make your life and, and your your craft about everyone else. And so I've been trying to do that um, a little bit with Scoop Du Jour. And I, you know, had the episode with my dad and I've tried to do some solo episodes. And I thought, what better way to do that than to host an episode with my fiance. Now, I didn't really have to drag him in. He was very excited to be interviewed because I think he is a a sports fanatic who probably um, wishes that he was one of the athletes we interviewed. Um, but he is like I said, a, a sports freak, someone who loves, loves, loves and adores sports. Um, and it was a really great way for us to share so much about how we met, how we got engaged, um, all of the things he loves about sports and his fandoms um, and our wedding planning. And so that's why the podcast has been sporadic at times. Um, but it was such a treat to have just some time for us to sit down together and just talk while we recorded it. So it was uh, maybe a little nerve wracking for both of us, but really cool. And I will say, I I feel like a lot of people say, you know, stuff like this, I've been asked to do this, or so many people have been asking with a serious face. So many people have been asking me to have Colton on. So this week's episode of Scoop Du Jour is with Colton Pate, my fiance. I'm really, really excited to share this one. We talk, like I said, about our engagement, our wedding planning, how we met, um, how he became the fan that he is of all these teams, um, best games he's been to, seen, watched, um, what he's excited about in marriage and for our wedding and all the things. So really excited to share this special episode with all of you and hope it is a treat for you um, as much as it was a treat for both of us. So, um, and by the way, he's already said that he is willing and eager to come back on again. So if you enjoy it, um, there is that he's offered. So without further ado, this is this week's episode with Colton. Of course, if you like this episode and other episodes of Scoop Du Jour, please do not forget to rate, subscribe, like, review, all the things, tell your friends, and enjoy this week's episode with Colton. Welcome into Scoop Du Jour, my fiance. Hello. Colton Fate. <laughs> Not an athlete, coach, media member, a sports lover, a sports fan. You could say that. I was an athlete in high school. Yeah. Does that count for something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you're just a, an avid fan. Yes. That's why you've gotten um, asked to be on the podcast today, right? I like to think so. Yes. Yeah. And now um, we're, well, I'm so excited to have you here. Um, I know that you're a little nervous and that's okay. But you were excited earlier in the day. <laughs> I was excited, and now we have two ring lights. We are in the comforts of our home, and I'm on my own couch. I can imagine going into a studio and doing this like you did for so many years. No, and we shouldn't tell everyone about like the technical difficulties, like the feng shui we've oh got going gosh, on. Yes. But um, and the cat of all things walking, you know, in yeah. the background. But it, it'll get like easier and more comfy. And um, I'm glad we're doing this. It's going to be really fun. Um, but yeah, I was trying to think of like, how am I going to like lead this in? Because my whole shtick is kind of storytelling and finding some kind of common ground that we all have 
because everyone loves sports, but kind of all of my guests have had some kind of connection to like still talking about sports or still being in the sports world. Mm -hmm. And well, that's not the case for you. He, he is a doctor. Um, you're what's funny is, and I think like this is the perfect tie in. When we started dating, I, I knew that something really important to me was someone who had a passion for sports and that you did and do. And that's something that brought us together because when we met, I was a sports anchor and, um, we met when I was covering the University of Arkansas. So I guess we can kind of tie into our um, meet cute, if you will. But it wasn't, I mean, it was kind of how all millennials meet nowadays. Yeah. Uh, dating app, a couple <laughs> of dating apps. Um, yeah. We met on one and then met a year later on a, yeah. on a different one. I was so busy with school. And there was basically a pandemic between each of those two meetings. Right. Um, we always say it was kind of fate that, nothing really came of the first meeting because who knows with the pandemic in the middle how things would have worked out. Yeah. That's like our explanation, but also I think what should have happened is exactly how it did happen. And um, yeah. And so then you were in med school, I was covering the university of Arkansas and what's always funny that we joke about, but is so true. Um, you became a diehard Arkansas fan yeah. because as, as so many people know, I tweet about this a lot and I did when I was there, but, um, you went to Illinois state. Now we're living in Chicago while you're in your residency. Um, Illinois state doesn't have like the biggest sports. Not really. I mean, it's D one, but not, I, mean, I think it's technically like D one double A or something like that for football. And yeah. so, I mean, one year we went to the, I mean, the national championship for D1AA. Ran when you were in college? Yes. Did you go? Uh, senior, no. Uh, senior year, we ran into uh, Carson Wentz in the championship. Oh, wait. And ended I remember up this. losing against North Dakota State, but not really, you know, a, a huge sports scene there. So I never really had that environment when I was an undergrad. So it was easy for you when we lived in Fayetteville or near Fayetteville to kind of pick up a team and like, I, it's kind of similar to we, I did an episode with my dad and how he was saying when he went to law school after going to a smaller undergrad to like buy into this sec team. And exactly. you did exactly that. Yes. So kind of like tell the, how, how you kind of became an Arkansas fan for all sports, but I think particularly one sport um, that you adore. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Illinois state, while, you know, the, the sports scene there wasn't really, um, huge. And then once I moved down to, I was living in Southwest Missouri, which is basically directly adjacent to Northwest Arkansas and the U of A. It's being in that environment. It's so hard to not be a fan. Yeah. And it helped that every single sport was kind of in its like golden age over the past totally. like decade or so. Baseball, they've always been good. Basketball, I mean, they were kind of on the rise and now they're, you know, perennial, you know, Elite eight at least. Um, and then football. Um, I think you got there at a good time. For I football. think when I was there, yeah. they had like their first SEC win in how many years? Oh my, well, it was in the whole time I was there, but the weekend we met, you were you brought good luck. So it was actually I I I think there's something to you because <laughs> you brought really good luck to the University of Arkansas, and it's no wonder you're a fan. Um, but the weekend we met was Arkansas's first win. Yes. Um over an SEC team and Ole Miss. Yeah. It, I'm trying to think of the years because you just asked. It was like maybe four uh, plus. It was since I'd gotten there because Chad Morris had gotten there and they hadn't won. Um, so, yeah, you're right. It was Ole Miss and that was in 20, was it the 2020 season still? It might have been. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it was still COVID season-esque. Um, 
And being an Arkansas fan that you are now, you've gone to, I mean, we've gone to some games together, but I was kind of working and covering. You went to a lot by yourself, which is like super fandom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, baseball for sure. Going back to your original question, Arkansas baseball is like my number one sport. I, my mood like lives or dies on how that team is doing. Um, so in, a, I, in a healthy way. Um, I have to give you credit because you're not. Thank you yeah. for saying that. Because I, I do sometimes like people, you know, like people can like be so fixated on it that like, yeah. they're, you know what I mean? Like it, it's funny and, right. and healthy. So right. I had, I had to give you credit. So yeah, Arkansas baseball, I've been to numerous games. Um, I would say like most notably the, um, the supers, um, when we were playing, uh, NC state, when it was like 100 degrees out, it was a, it ended up going to three games. And I just remember coming home from those games being so physically exhausted and still going back the next day alone. I remember taking water from the media room to you because it wasn't like, oh my gosh, you couldn't buy water. It was like, you couldn't get water in the exactly. lines. Like exactly. the line, and no one would want to miss. So it was like, yeah, it was 105 degrees, but you also didn't want to miss the game, but you also, everyone was waiting in line for water. So it was like a, I, you know, run out, meet yes. for water. Yeah. Um, and then basketball, I went to probably two of their, biggest wins in the past, I don't know, five years, the Auburn game and the Kentucky game. I yeah. was solo for those. Yeah. And, and so awesome. <laughs> for, for people who aren't necessarily Arkansas fans, kind of give us like quick recaps of both of those games. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, you're going to put me on the spot here. So Auburn was number one yeah. uh, coming into Fayetteville. Um, Arkansas and, hadn't beaten that a number one team in Fayetteville in a, in a long, long time. It and we're putting us both yeah. on the spot. And we it was, had it was back and forth throughout the whole game. Um, obviously ended up winning that game, but literally the last second of the game was when I think it was Devo actually Devo Davis uh, yeah. with kind of the, um, he, yeah. yeah, I know he like slammed it down. And then there's that, that iconic kind of picture of him swinging back and kind of landing on the, uh, on the Auburn player. And then, and then that, everyone rushed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I was a little bit too high up to um, rush, but, um, and then the Kentucky game, I mean, every year that Kentucky Super comes high. in is um, a huge, huge game. And, and one thing I, I think that I have to give you credit for that I think is, is really neat in your fandom and your college sports fandom is that it's not limited to the big sports of baseball, soft uh, baseball, football, and basketball and I gave it away it's that you go to other games like softball so um or, or like gymnastics like what you keep up with all of these things and I think that speaks to how much you love a college town yeah um, but how much you really bought into this team that wasn't yours so for example softball is and has been really good at the University of Arkansas and so like there were times where you would just be like at the softball game yeah. whether or not I was working and so <laughs> I loved that too you like made friends you went by yourself yes um and I think that's really neat. Like you and I have both talked about how cool just college towns in general are. Yeah, absolutely. You just kind of love the vibe. Mm -hmm. What other ones stick out to you? Like any, well, actually I'm going to tee you up. Okay. Um, a few years ago, Colton and I were at a game and, um, it probably sticks out as one of your favorite sports memories, but I am, it might be his favorite memory ever. Um, and I'll lead up into how you can share this question because um, a couple years ago, after you just graduated in medical school, we were on a trip in Mexico with all of your friends from medical school. And it also happened to be your birthday. 
So you just graduated medical school. It was your birthday. Um, you were you just got into your dream residency, your top residency. So I'm bragging on you too. And um, I asked you on your birthday, I was like, what was your favorite part of the year? So all those three things happened. And what was your answer? <laughs> the Charlie Welsh home run. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us what Yeah, was. yeah. So, I mean, um, like I said, Arkansas baseball is always in the thick of it um, come postseason. And this particular year, they played Nebraska in the regionals at home in Fayetteville. It ended up going to three games. And we went actually went to the, the third game. Yeah and sat in the hog pen, which the hog pen is basically just general admission, um, bring your own food, bring your own beverages, et cetera. And it was really a back and forth game throughout, you know, the entirety. But then in the eighth inning, Arkansas was up to bat and the game had been building the, and the electricity within the stadium had been building and you knew that something big was going to happen. I don't remember the exact sequence of events, but I think that it was a tie game. And then there were like two runners on or something like that. Charlie Welch was up to bat. There was a pass ball. So Christian Franklin came in to score. Um, and that was that pitchers, I think like fifth ball in a row or something like that. So Arkansas was up one. And then the very next pitch, uh, Charlie hit an absolute bomb to left field to, I mean, put them up by like three runs at that point. And, the entire stadium just went bananas. Nice. It was, it was Good crazy. Response. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was like my, my favorite sports memory of all time by far. And still to this day, I will watch the video of that home run. I can attest. <laughs> I would say probably like once every two or three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised you admitted that. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I thought you were going to be like, yeah, I'll like watch it occasionally. Um, yeah, you do watch it regularly. Um, and that, yeah, so that was in regionals that sent them to supers, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, so while it was, of course, significant, it it wasn't like, you know, you were at a World Series or at like a Super right, Bowl. And it's right. like, we're expected to win regionals every year. Yeah. Obviously, this year we didn't, but Arkansas baseball is expected, you know, to make it out of regionals, especially when they're home for basically every single one of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that, that was an awesome moment and one that I'll never forget. We should say, I mean, it took a lot for you to not wear your Arkansas jersey. To I, this was, very I was thinking moment. about it. Yeah. I was thinking about it. You wore your second favorite outfit. <laughs> exactly. Um, so take us back a little bit. You mentioned playing high, sc- high school sports, which was a little bit of baseball, wrestling too, mm-hmm. which is bigger in the Midwest than like growing up in South Florida, wrestling wasn't big. Um but your your sports fandom, I would say, like baseball is your favorite sport as a fan. Kind of take us through like your teams and where your love for sports in general kind of came from. Oh my gosh, all my teams! I kind of have a random assortment of teams. So I would say that my favorite sport overall is NFL football, and I think that stems from fantasy football for sure. Um, but yeah, my I mean, my favorite you know team to watch is Arkansas baseball. But yeah, going back. Um, for the NFL, I'm a Broncos fan, random enough. And tell um, us how you got there. Yeah, so the story for that, uh, I don't remember if it was the 98 or 99 Super Bowl. The Broncos were playing the Packers in the Super Bowl. And I was young enough. I was maybe, I don't know, do the math, five, mm-hmm. six years old. Um, and at that age, I hadn't decided you know, what team I wanted to root for in the NFL or anything like that. But I remember distinctly watching that game with my family. Um 
you know, living in Illinois, living in the Chicagoland area, more or less, most of my family, you know, are Bears fans. So they were all naturally rooting against the Packers. So it was go Broncos on their end. And, you know, I'm looking around impressionable. I'm like, yeah, go Broncos, go Broncos. And then they won it and it just kind of stuck. I was like, oh, this team must be pretty good. And so I've been a fan ever since. Um, Baseball is the White Sox. I don't really know where that came from. I honestly, yeah, 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 for sure. And then I think probably like access to the games too. Like um, Comiskey growing up for us, we live Southwest of Chicago. So easy to get to. It's Mm -hmm. right off the interstate. Whereas Wrigley's a little bit difficult to get to if you don't live in the city. Um, Blackhawks for sure. It was, I mean, as recently as, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 years ago, maybe a little bit sooner. It's very easy to be a Blackhawks fan. They were good every single year. And so I would say I'm a little bit more fair weather when it comes to them. If they're good, then I'm a diehard. If they're not good, then I don't really tune in all that much. Um, And then, yeah, just Arkansas kind of sports in general. We did try to, um, hard as my dad tried to make you a Gator fan, you're your diehard Arkansas now, yes. which um, I think makes sense because we lived there. So you mentioned fantasy and you're really, I think I, you know, as I was trying to kind of tie links into like this um, podcast and stuff, one of the things that you're really good at is fantasy, but also because you put a lot of time and research into it, like, and that, that's what you have to do with fantasy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's like so important to you but also like such a big part of who you are. And I, I think when I, I think about my dad too, we're always like, he loves sports. He should do fantasy to him. It's like, I wouldn't root against my guys. Um, you've never had a problem with that. No. In fact, I mean, I've been a Broncos fan longer than I've done fantasy football, but when it comes to like my guys going up against the Broncos, I, I would much rather my guys do well than yeah. the Broncos win. And that's probably going to trigger a lot of sports fans out there, but Fantasy football, when it's football season, it's like, uh, it's it's almost like all encompassing for me. <laughs> but you, you need an outlet, I will say. Like, uh, again, here I am, like, defending you, but it's what a good partner does, right? Thank you. Um, you have, and so many people do have hard jobs. And I think one of the things, it's a good outlet for you, mm-hmm. too. Like, it's, it's fun, but it's also analytical. And you have right. to have strategy. And you help me with it a lot, too. Um, one thing that I think has been cool and that we've kind of like planned for the future is like all of the people who have won. Oh yes. Yeah. You all have like the Jersey. So who has like won you? How many times have you won fantasy football leagues? And then who has like won it for you? So explain Uh, that. I think I've won it five times. And this is league at home with your buddies. League at home with my buddies. I've won twice, I think maybe three times. Um, And then I've been in a couple other leagues that I've won, but I think the first person who won me my fantasy football championship was actually Peyton Manning. So that's, um, I don't remember what year that was. It must've been like 2013, 2014. And when you say the person who won it, like you're saying the person who had the most points or like, how do you, every year there's, you know, there's the guy, there's the guy. So that year it was Peyton Manning. Um, if you had him on your team, he had such a prolific season that he basically won you the league. He won you the league by virtue of being really, really good. You didn't, you know, you had to pay a lot for him. Mm -hmm. And so it's, 
he was kind of a unique case in that sense. The other guys who have won me the league are the guys who I got in later rounds who ended up being really good. Um, Alvin Kamara won it for me one league. And in that year I drafted him in like the 13th round. And then Lamar Jackson, who I think I also drafted in like the 12th or 13th round won me two leagues in the same year. Oh, so, okay. So we only need one jersey though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) But that's your strategy, right? Because you not with Lamar, you always draft quarterbacks late. Well, I, I can't say too much about my strategy okay. because my friends might be watching this. But. <laughs> yeah. Wait, okay, back to Peyton. Um, our future dogs we have to name after Peyton and John Elway. Yeah. Are, we, are we allowed to Elway, say that? Elway and Manning. Right. So back to your Broncos fandom. Um, th- is, Pey- is it safe to say, and I, I know I know this, but I'm second-guessing myself, Peyton Manning your favorite athlete of all time? or Yeah, okay. yeah definitely. Football player of yeah, all time, I guess? Yeah, for sure. Um. I just feel like he played the game right. Um, he was already so good at his craft, but no one worked harder than him when it came to, you know, game day. Um, and I like, I have a lot of respect for that. And I still like adore the Mannings, what they're doing now, obviously, like still being a part of the game and still kind of, I don't know, progressing the future. And like you said, they kind of do it right. And um, yeah, I, I, I like them a lot. Um, and we we joked about you know it couldn't be Peyton because then it would be Peyton Peyton and then yeah, all the other dogs would, would make, exactly make exactly fun yeah um okay so we talked about fantasy we talked about your teams um we didn't talk about your high school wrestling career and you were like pretty good but like is I was it like, okay is it like like do you like still kind of like think about it or like like how my friends we live and breathe and die on our like high school gymnastics career but are you kind of over the wrestling thing I, I think I was kind of over it honestly I wasn't I wasn't it wasn't going to take you into like, no yeah and I wasn't like uh you know you know live breathe die by wrestling die by any sport guy in high school I did those sports um because they were fun because my friends did them yeah. because I did like the competition I was never good enough in any, any of them to like, you know, have it take me any further. And so by the end of my senior season, I was like, I'm good on that. <laughs> what sport should our kids play? Ooh, golf for yeah, sure. Right. Yes. Yes. I think, I think golf, um, one, like, even if golf doesn't take you somewhere, um, academically or anything like that, it can take you places kind of in life. Socially. You know, so many now that I'm like growing older, I realize it's so many trips for guys at least <laughs> are like centered around these big golf courses and I never golfed at all. And right. so I'm like the odd man out. I'm always the guy who's like, I'll drive the cart. I'll, <laughs> I'll hold the beer. And <laughs> no, have yeah. a few. no, like you guys look great. I'll take the photo. Yeah, exactly. I did that on a work trip. Um, and they were like, Jordan, do you want to play? And I'm like, mm, how would you like, what would I be doing? <laughs> exactly. Um, but you actually, you went on one golf trip where you went to the waste management open. Yes. What did you do? Like, you, did you play a little? Um, or, I mean, I that was just a watch, right? Or did you guys? Golf? I don't remember if they golfed or not. I think that they may have golfed, and I was just watching. But I did, mean, we we went to watch the waste management. Did you say that just, trip was like the best? Um, it, it was. It was an awesome, awesome trip. All of my buddies at the waste management open, which while it's a you know a golf outing, it's really a party for for yeah. the fans. You've all seen the videos of I think it's hole seventeen. Um, you know, where the crowd's going nuts. And so, yeah, that's, 
that was a really, really good trip. And, um, kind of, I guess it made me like a little bit more interested in golf. I, I haven't really had time to explore that potential passion, but someday. Yeah. When your schedule gets a little lighter, like as we're doing this podcast, you just came off like a 13 hour night shift. one day off. So so. like, it's like (laughs) seven 30 here, but Colton time, it's like, I don't know, 6 30 AM. So (laughs) one day, well, we've said that's like something, a hobby we want to take up together. So add that to the list. What's the coolest, um, like stadium ballpark, like some, like sports venue you've been to or your favorite? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, my favorite, um, has to be bomb walker, obviously. (laughs) That's so biased. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. The, the coolest one I've been to, um, probably at the time I went was, um, in Besco field a mile high, which is, which is the, the Broncos stadium. Um, and NFL games themselves have just a a very different atmosphere from any other, you know, sporting event you go to. The stadiums are so big. Oftentimes they're sold out, even if the team is bad. Totally. Um, that I think it's really, really hard to beat that environment for sure. One more sports question that we talked about, um, when we were like thinking about this, um, what's your earliest sports memory? Oh, my earliest sports memory. That's a great question. I mean, one of them has to be kind of the story of me becoming a Broncos fan. Yeah. I was pretty young then, like five or six years old. I remember very distinctly when the White Sox won the World Series. Um, I remember my stepdad and I were watching that game. They won. He is like the, you know, the biggest White Sox fan. He like held me up in the air and we were like yelling together. That was really, really cool. Um, I know one of else? yours. What was it? Um, when you sandlotted the ball. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that's another story. Were you itself. really, you were little. I right? was little. Yeah. 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 So you had to be here. It's not yeah, my, my family has a, we've had a timeshare in Florida since I was born basically. And so every other year we would go down to New Smyrna beach there was one year that we went and I think it was kind of a crummy day in New Smyrna, but just up the road in Jupiter or just down the road in Jupiter. Um, it was supposed to be beautiful out and, um, the Cardinals had their spring training there. And so we're really Cardinals fans, but a lot of people around us up here are Cardinals fans. So we went down there. Um, it was a really cool experience. I got a bunch of the Cardinals players autographs, but they share that facility with um it was the florida marlins then and the florida marlins had just won the world series and they had this young guy on their team at the time you may know him named miguel cabrera (laughs) and at the very end of the day um my stepdad and i were walking you know back to our car and he he said colton that that's miguel cabrera over there and i had no idea who this guy was but um mr cabrera mr cabrera and i got miguel cabrera's autograph well, throughout that day, I probably had like 10, 10 to 12 baseballs with all this, you know, all these random autographs on them. And none of them really at that time meant a lot to me. And so I was playing catch with them and everything <laughs> like that and um, ended up losing all of those balls that summer. And then come to find out, you know, five, six years down Could the line, Miguel Cabrera ends up being a very, very, very good baseball player. So I always say that I sandlotted that ball. What what did your stepdad say about that? Like, was he upset or he's like, so we No, no. Him? Yeah. He, I mean, we joke about it all yeah. the time. Um, and we, I don't even know if we could have found his autograph on the yeah. all those balls that I had because at the time, 
I was, um, I followed baseball a little bit closer. And so I had kind of had like my favorite players on, um, on each team. And, um, I remember getting a bunch of players autographs on the sweet spot of the ball, which is typically reserved for like, you know, the, the manager mm-hmm. or whatever. But, um, I think that I got like Scott Rowland's autograph or something yeah. on the sweet part on the sweet spot of the ball, which he ended up being a really good baseball player, but in hindsight, I probably should have had Miguel Cabrera so that I knew where that ball was. What my family would do for like all of the like oh Cardinals and Marlins, you yes. hit like yes. all of our all of our favorites. Exactly. Um when we were talking about this earlier and you were like, What's your earliest sports memory memory? And I was thinking about um what is mine? And I was going to say like, oh, just going to Gator games with my family. But I do have one earlier and it ties into the Marlins. We went to the World Series in 2003. Um, and I think it was the playoffs. So we'll have to fact check. Um, and I should have done it before. But I think it was the playoffs leading into the Marlins. But um, there was a streaker at the game. Oh my and gosh. we were with my grandpa, who we call Papa. And my cousin and I just remember Papa like putting his hands on my oh eyes. My gosh. Um, but I like of course, of course, my memory isn't like it's related to being at the the game. But I like have such a vivid memory of that because I was nine. Oh yeah. Um, and it he was like a full blown like naked, very naked. Oh my god. Yeah, and he got like tackled and um. Wow, what a first sports memory. Well, and it's not. It definitely isn't. I can or think of distinct. something. I, yeah. And just, I guess, related to your story. Another, like, funny one is, like, we would go to Marlins. Uh, I mean, sorry, Panthers games. And we have Panthers season tickets. And we were joking about this. I think when my parents were here recently about Grant losing the tickets. Oh, yes. Um, Grant's my brother. So, like, we um, – he just, you know, was this little kid who all he wanted to do was hold the tickets. And then he left them in the gift shop. So, But it all worked out. It all worked out, yeah. So that's your – earliest what's your favorite i think i know what your favorite okay so let's Uh, go with favorite that you've been at in person i think i know what it is geo oh okay yeah yeah because okay well no i was not that game oh you weren't okay okay no i was not that game because i was home for thanksgiving got it okay um um a lot of the carolina things i wasn't at because like watching them redeem in 2017, I was already, you know, working. Oh, true. But that was amazing. Um, and then watching them beat Duke in the final four last, well, it was like two years mm-hmm. ago now. Um, and, you know, that was still like when I was working. I, uh, so how about you put me on the spot? Okay, let, let's and say just overall. Tell the story about the geo because that's always a good story. Well, and it's funny because we told, like, James Hurst told it from like the offensive oh, line yes, perspective. Yeah, well, yeah. he wasn't like on the field at the time, but he was like, watching it from the sideline. So in the James Hurst episode, he was, um, I guess it was his last season, if I remember correctly, but um, UNC, NC State, iconic football rivalry, Thanksgiving weekend, and um, Caroline is down and um, they, NC State punts the ball to, to Gio and it's like, why? And I love James Hurst. Like, Gio Bernard. Yeah, Gio Bernard, yeah. sorry. Um, who also went to St. Thomas Aquinas, which is where I went to high school. <laughs> yes. And um, is he's just, and then he played like 10 years in the NFL. Was it 10? Close to. Yeah, yeah. that he he just retired. Um, and I loved when James Hurst was like recalling the story and he was like, why would they punt to Gio? Like we just like, we're thinking, are they okay? Um, and he just returns it 99 yards for a touchdown. So I guess my cool memory with that is like, I got to do a recap story on yeah. it. Like when I was in college, 
um, with Gio because of his St. Thomas connection. Um, my favorite game that I've been at, though. Oh, I got to come back to this. Yeah. From my perspective, with sports in general, I you're always excited for sports, but I never see you more excited than when it's UNC basketball. Yes. I feel like UNC basketball is really like your sport that you love to watch. I love it. And um, I, you know, I didn't know a ton of, or I wasn't as super into basketball. We were definitely a football family until I went to Carolina. So that yeah. is mine. Right. Um, but I did think of a, a cool game that I was at um, from a reporting perspective was when Arkansas beat LSU, LSU in yeah. overtime, oh the Cam Little kick. Yeah. I, and, and it was my first time in Baton Rouge. And I want you to go to Baton Rouge because you would die. It's definitely it. on the bucket list. Yeah. We we need to do like the SEC. Yes. Um, yes, definitely. I think like each year we should go to a game, even if it's like not our team. That would be awesome. I think like that's a cool. <laughs> we have like all these travel plans. Yes. Um, yeah. So that one was amazing. And we like we're about to go live. So like from the adrenaline factor of a reporter, like you're running around getting the post game. And like it was really, really cool. And the videos you have for that moment are, are awesome. The trophy in the earth. Yeah. They have, yeah. Yeah. The, the and, battle. And the the di- yeah. The dive with kind of the, oh, the yeah. players. I don't remember who it was. Well, you know, what's funny. I think it was Joe Fouché who then ended up transferring to, I think LSU. Oh, I know. Interesting. No, I know. <laughs> um, okay. So speaking of like our plans, um, travel, let's make this more about us. Okay. Um, and not to make everything about me, but mm-hmm. oh, it is my podcast. This podcast has been about me. I've been <laughs> no. trying to ask you questions. No, this is about me. you. You're the guest. Okay. All right. Fair. Um, that's what it should be. But I was going to say, this is still about you. Um, so we're getting married. Mm-hmm. Thanks for asking me. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, thank you for saying yes. <laughs> no, well, that was the only thing. So let's, let's tell the story. Okay. So March, March, it was March. We were in Mexico. Yes, in Mexico on a cruise. In, well, you didn't ask me on the cruise. Let's. Uh, yeah, I didn't ask you on the ship. We docked in Caz- Cozumel. Right? Yeah, yeah, Cozumel. Um, I had reached out to a photographer. Um, I think I found him on social media actually. Um, and we kind of coordinated this engagement at this beach club, but. Up until then, you and I were like, do we want to do an excursion? Do we want to do this? Do we want to do that? And I was like, you know what? Let's let's just go to this beach club. I've heard really good things about it. And then like the morning of, you were wearing like a beachy outfit. And I was like, um, it's it's a really nice beach club. You should probably <laughs> wear like something you might wear to like a nice dinner or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you're like, they're gonna take pictures. And, or you said I'm we're doing something. I don't with even like remember photos. how I was trying to frame it. I I remember there was one moment where I was go. I was like so ready to be like, I'm I'm gonna ask you to marry me, and so can you just wear what? Well, I was being I was being a brat because <laughs> I didn't like my outfit. Yes. But you you had a really good poker face because I always everyone was like, did you know? And I was like questioning because you were like, we're gonna take photos today, so like dress nice. But I know I I didn't know enough because I didn't shower. Before, because if you remember, you were like, what do you want to do this morning? We worked out. Oh, yeah. We like, which not like, oh, why didn't she shower after the workout? Because we were going to the beach club. Yeah. I was like, I'll shower. It was after supposed to be like 95 degrees too. Yeah, I'm like, I'll shower after like the beach yeah. club. Um, So I was like, oh, I'll just get ready. We'll go to the beach. I'll shower later. So I really, I was just like, oh, if we're going to take pictures, like all these like look nice. But like, I didn't. So my whole thing, and you know this, I 
in my head was like, we're going to get engaged the the following weekend. This was on a Tuesday morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In my head, I'm like, I'm not getting engaged on a Tuesday morning. We'll get engaged the weekend after because you there were a bunch of funky things that you let on that were giving away engagement, I thought, in the weekend after when we were going to be with my family in Florida, um, like extending the trip another day. Yeah. Um, one time my grandma was saying something about my brother and Emma being in town. And I was like, they're not going to be in town. She's like, yeah, they're not. And I was like, oh, okay. you're right. They're not. <laughs> yeah. And then they did end up surprising us. But um, there were so many reasons for me to think it was that weekend. So I just never really, I never thought it was going to be Tuesday. You were super cool. I've taken over your story now. No, no, no. That's okay. You were really cool and chill. And then you just like got us to the beach club and you were very calm. Yeah. I think up until we got to the beach club. And then I was like, I don't Pacing. know what to do with my hands. Like, yeah, it was, we were like, went down to the beach and I was like, well, maybe we're going to leave our stuff here. So I like brought us up to the tables where they were serving breakfast. The guy was like, do you want coffee? You're like, yes. And I'm like, why don't we just hold off? You did order like, coffee. I, maybe I did. I don't even remember. And then I was like, let's, let's walk down to this pier. And then you like brought your phone. I'm like, you know what? Just leave your phone. So I didn't want you to have your phone. Yeah. Holding your phone. I wanted to bring everything and yeah. you were like, leave this stuff. And then that's when you were like, just trust me, leave everything. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I was like, okay. Yeah, fine. exactly. Exactly. But you were cool as a cucumber leading up to it. And then, yeah, the moment happened. Um, we had a, basically the rest of the trip to celebrate. Yeah. We got back to Florida and I think you knew that there was going to be a party at yes. that point. We didn't know about a couple surprises that were going to happen at yes. the party. And literally the morning we got back, I slipped about one of the surprises <laughs> and your mom slipped about the other one. But it was still so and they, unforgettable. Like, the surprises were that um, her brother and Grant and... Don't say the other one that was slipped, just in case. What's that? Don't slip with the, with the other surprise. That you oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, but yeah. some surprises were... But it was still... There were so many surprises and... It was so cool and fun and it was like amazing. And right. Perfect. And when you asked me, you said, no, oh, you did say, do you think this would be a good spot to get engaged? Yeah, I was and so, then I I think was so nervous like lost. at that point. And then we had a photo bomber. Yes, we did. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Remember, lady. she was like, well, and it was, what was nice is you, I, I think I'd always wanted an intimate like location and like in uh, an intimate like proposal. And it was very early in the morning. So no one was at this beach club except this one woman yeah. who decided to be part of the proposal. And she was like, and she was like trying to get like everyone to clap him, but there was no, where was everyone? So it was bizarre. And then like she's like in the way of the photographer who's like darting around. Yes. Yeah. And then I think that she was getting on her phone to like record or something like that. It was strange. There are pictures of her, us like looking over me laughing because the situation is so bizarre and you can just see the back of this lady's like head as she's, yeah, as she's looking at us. Yeah. But, uh, but it was like a funny memory at the time. And it was really nice that we had time by ourselves to like think about stuff or celebrate. Sorry. And then as soon as we got home, we were with my family and your family mm -hmm. to celebrate. Um, and then started thinking about stuff right away because I was going to joke. My mom was like, so are we thinking like spring or fall? And then we were like, we haven't thought about anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we have decided on some things. And I was going to ask you, um, while we've made like some progress, it's been really nice to have some time um, for a wedding. Because I think uh, for me, I I think you know this about me. I am I know what I want in stuff, but I am really indecisive, mm -hmm. um, which sounds like it doesn't make sense. But what's something about the wedding that you've been 
wanting or that you really care about? Oh, that's a good question. Probably looks really bad that I'm like, well, I don't really care. I'll no, I mean, it, it's nice that you're like, um, coming along for the ride. I don't know. I, I, I like that we are making a week slash weekend out of it. Yes. Um, so we're doing a, a destination yeah. in the U.S. And we've encouraged people, you know, to treat it like a vacation that happens to have a wedding at the end of it. Yeah. And a lot of people have been on board for that. A lot of people have even been like, well, I can't remember the last time I went on like a week long vacation, you know, like as, as good excuse as any. And so yeah. <laughs> it feels like we're facilitating, you know, people like getting out there exploring and then, oh, nice. There's a wedding yeah. at the end of this trip. <laughs> yeah. I hope we can provide all of the things that they want. Like, I hope it meets everyone's expectations, I, think I it guess. Will. Yeah. I think it will. Um, but is there anything else like wedding wise that you like that you like have to have, I guess I should say. Any have-tos? Honestly, I'm blanking. I need to think on this. Yeah, you haven't really been like, we have to have this like food, color, band. Which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Am I two hands off? No, no, no. I didn't know. (laughs) I want you to just show up. I'm going to show up and be like, I love what you've done with the place. Yeah. This is great. That's exactly how a groom should be. Okay. I don't think... I think if you have too many opinions, that's when it gets, I just need your, sometimes I need a second eye on things, but it's like a a comforting, like, oh, this is good or this is not good. Um, And you're always a really good, like listening ear. I was a little nervous at the beginning of that question because I was like, I should really, you know, have a strong opinion about something, but it sounds like it's okay that I don't. No, I think we've like agreed on a lot of stuff. Like we. So I think my answer is no. (laughs) Okay, good. <laughs> show up. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else, like anything that you're really excited for. Mm-hmm. Without giving too much away, what are you really excited about? Um, but you did say about the weekend. Yes, and I don't know that I've had an event where like all of my family and friends have all been in one place. Yeah, I'm sure I'm blanking on like some sort of event like that, but I don't know. It's almost like it's a celebration for us, but we're putting on a weekend. We love like hosting and it's almost like we're hosting our friends and family for a weekend yeah. in a way. And I'm, I'm not excited. I'm excited about that part. Yeah. And I'm excited for like all of the groups yes. to be together yeah. too. Yeah. That's always like fun and interesting yes. to kind of see transpire. I know because I, I feel like we're both like thinking about the same thing too, where we're like trying to masterfully like combine friend groups and like, be matchmakers at yes. the same time. And it's even made me come up with an idea. I feel like there should be a dating app designed specific, and maybe it's a thing. Um, to meet at weddings? Designed specifically for events. Oh my God. Oh, like to, so you can have a date? Well, like like all the single people, if you want to be part of this app, you can go into this app and, you Oh, know. yes. I was going to say, because yeah, you can't just bring a date. Yeah. But if, if you're single at the event, Oh my God, but the pool would be kind of small, but then it's like, then it's like a dating game, uh, yeah. a, a reality show. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Free idea, but also should we patent it? But then also it might make things a little bit awkward because I assume we would roll this out before the wedding. And then like, let's say you have, you have your eyes on someone, you have the hots for someone and then they end up, you know, with not matching else. with you. But it's no, it's the exact making of a really good reality show. True. And we could be the host. Yes. No. And then we could go to a bunch of weddings. Yeah, like and see it play out, and then we could also secretly like judge all the weddings. It's like the, there used to be the show wait, on wait, TLC. Hold on, hold on, we're going way too far. With this. <laughs> no, 
if you're starting to talk about shows on tlc (laughs) there used to be a show on tlc have you heard of it four weddings and there were four brides my mom's hairstylist was on it and she you like went to the weddings and judged them and you were like the food was great but the decor was ugly like or something like it was crazy this sounds right up my alley (laughs) you would have faded it yeah we just established that i hardly care about anything that's at my own wedding (laughs) right right yeah but then like the four brides or whatever like judge something and like the best wedding got like a free wedding or or a free honeymoon i forget the details i'll look it up but we could play off that for this like date i don't know it's we're workshopping something yeah we'll think about it for sure um in all your free time if you want to like come up with a business model okay all right just let me know um okay before we wrap up what um is one Sporting thing, event, something that you're looking forward to in the coming year, something that makes you excited. Some like person on a team, some like matchup, some game, some something. That's a very broad question, but like what's Ooh. something that gets you riled up? It's a very good question. Um, two things that are coming up as a Broncos fan. One, I want to see that team. Uh, Russell Wilson obviously struggled last year. It's going to be interesting to see if that was because he's fallen off as far as talent goes, or he wasn't a right, you know, fit for that Daniel Hackett scheme. Um, we just paid a lot of money and gave up some draft picks for Sean Payton too. And so it's really kind of do or die for the Broncos. If we aren't good, then we just gave up a whole lot. Um, and we probably aren't going to be good for a very long time. So definitely the Denver Broncos season um second big thing is obviously arkansas football um we just signed like our best recruiting class over the past probably ever honestly um we have kj jefferson coming back so hype. honestly last year we kind of underperformed mm-hmm. um the year before last year it looked like things were kind of on the up and up um so i'll be very curious to see that um I guess I'll just keep going. Um, <laughs> Arkansas baseball, uh, MLB draft just just happened. We had the number one, um, the number one recruiting class for this year. Um, obviously, when you have the number one recruiting class, a lot of those guys are going to be drafted. Mm-hmm. But um, the deadline to sign here oh. is coming up, so it'll be interesting to see you know which of the high school athletes end up coming to campus, which of our you know fringe guys that were maybe drafted after the 10th round end up coming back. Um, yeah. I'm excited for all of that. Arkansas like is always at the top. It's always I at figured the top. that was going to be yep. okay. And then last question that I ask everyone and you're really good at this. So I'm excited to hear what yours is. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Ooh, um, I've ever received. Um, I think it's, you know, do the hard things now. And we, we've said that before. Um, I just feel like putting in the work up front um, has never, you know, come back to bite me. You know, not doing the work up front and then trying to catch up um, has bit me in the past. And so I think that it's a motto that I've always lived by. Um, obviously, I'm giving it as advice here. And so I... I think that it's um, it's a it's a good way to you know get ahead in anything that you're doing, get ahead in life. It's a really good one, and I think I've shared it from you before. 
Um, but not one that someone has shared. That's like my favorite thing about the advice is that everyone always has a, um, a different piece. And I love that one. Um, and I love you. I love you. Thanks for being on the podcast. You're a great guest. Thank you for having um, me. And you're welcome back anytime. You're always in like the the gallery. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm almost you're... always sitting in the background, like <laughs> watching TikToks or doing some work or something like that. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm your producer in a way. You right? are a producer, Colton. Okay. Producer Pate. Producer Pate. Which makes me reminds me of all the great ideas I have in my head for you, on producer TikTok. Pate, paging Doctor Pate. Yeah. I think he should be on Doctor Talk. That's fair. Um, and the last thing I wanted to say was that um it's not advice really but it's like how we kind of always say like the the best is yet to come and i just think that's just one thing i wanted to leave with for us and for everyone i i always kind of think about that and i think you said that to me once it's like i don't know it makes me think about you yeah like i mean we just moved to a new city a year ago it took it honestly took some adjustments um you started a new job uh, really outside your scope, um, which, I mean, you've done amazing in. Um, obviously, I started residency and that's uh beast in itself. And so, yeah, I always say, you know, we are in the midst of me, probably the most stressful part of my life, you a huge transition. And so, I mean, and we're doing like so good. We're, we're so happy um, that, you know, the best really is yet to come. Can't wait. I love you. Thanks love for you. doing this. Of course.